Stall It with Darren and Joe, a Go Loud original. Would you like to come and stall it? Ah, will you just stall it, look? I'd like to come and stall it. I'm not really in the mood. Well, come on and bleed and stall it. Yeah, house hatcher. I'm not a house hatcher. We'll stall it for the crack. We're gonna have a laugh. What's the crack? Welcome to episode 15 of Stall It. Is it 15? It is. We are en route now in the car. There's an ambo. Oh, it's a... Flash yourself, flash yourself. Oh, the guard behind me now. The sound effects there are phenomenal. Um, we are on the way to meet a medium. And she's going to tell us our future and how successful we're not going to be. <laughs> she's going to give us some psychic readings. Like, maybe see our past lives and our future lives. And, and if there's anyone around us, if there's any spirits around us. That's kind of creepy, isn't it? it like is. You think you're alone. There's a weird atmosphere to the air, isn't it? It's ominous. The leaves are blown. The flats are glowing, glowing. <laughs> and we're just two cool kids looking for a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel weird going to a stranger's... So we're going to whole house. Yeah. Do you feel weird going to a stranger's house? Um, not really. I think... Uh, she probably feels weird that we're going to her house. I don't think so. She does this on the reg. This is a like, oh, job. Yeah, a job. The top last house on the left. With the washing on the line? Uh, no, the beside the one with the washing on the line. With nothing on the line. That's where I used to live. The right one? Yeah. Alright. Is there no one in that now? No, it's just vacant and abandoned. Since you left So it. I was thinking we'd go up and break in. Do you have a key? And see if you can hear the Jason. Oh my god, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able I wouldn't break in like, but <laughs> I wouldn't be able it's definitely haunted isn't it yeah but this is the backside, and so I'd come from my mate's house on Porton Row and I'd scarper past this backside because it'd just be so scary in the middle of the night like yeah and then I'd run go up the it's tower for, it's definitely very spooky here though isn't it yeah. so dark when you are on the balcony and looking over does that look kind of eerie looking yeah 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 it, yeah it like I, sometimes I'd look see over. someone just standing there like, like a girl in a dress I oh, seen a girl in a dress one time no, I swear to God, I seen. I thought like was maybe it wasn't. I got scared and I ran away. So I did. Like I ran back into the house. Oh my God. So uh, maybe it was just a girl. Can we get into it? Into me flat. Yeah. Well, it's boarded up. Be boarded up like with metal metal doors and everything. No. The big muscly man like you, Darren Cleary. You'd oh. get us in there, wouldn't you? It's like that Aiden Gillen impression. Is that Aiden Gillen? It's not good. No. Leave it to Michael Freud, so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're are we going on a bit of a ghost hunt now? We're going on a ghost tour of uh, Dublin One. No, just posh, posh person. Aidan Gillen, a very successful actor. Willie no. Gale, do you remember? Leave it to Michael for it. Do you remember I talked about <laughs> Willie, Willie Gale who had all the dogs, and when you knickknack at his door, he'd just release all the dogs. It was the fourth house there on the left? Release the hounds. Can we dare Darren to knickknack at his house now? I don't want to do it. He's long gone and dead now. He's brown bread. Rest in peace, brother. Is this this east wall now, isn't it? No. Up the right hand side? No. Where are you taking us, Joe? Just on a little tower. They're taking us up the mountains, aren't you? The canal, we're going in. That is the canal. The Royal Canal.
there. There's a little cottage. Yeah. That a man died in, oh. and he lived there in his own. Like no, well, like he used to open and close the lock, but he died there, and he wasn't found for weeks. Really? Yeah. So that place is haunted by his spirit. And now we're gonna go down. We're turning down the Osbury Road where that young fellow was shot and kin. Oh yeah, there's Mattress Mick. Not actual him, like it's uh, poster <laughs> of poster of Mattress Mick. Mick, Mick, will you be on the podcast? It's not there. Oh, that's a poster. It's a poster. Poster, yeah. You might have heard you. <laughs> he probably has all the posters bugged. I'm a mattressy man. Would you like the mattress? No. So the first fella, Darren, the first fella I called. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, hey, down, Joe, this is probably a weird one, like, but I have a, I'm doing a podcast and we're looking for a last minute guest, like, if you'd be up for being on it. Uh, and I just seen your name coming up on Google. And I got your details, and I thought I'd give you a call. And then he's like, "No, no, actually, I gave up being a medium uh, a long time ago." <laughs> and I'm like, you how, can you be, "How can you stop?" I, I've, I've given up listening to the dead people. <laughs> like, how do you stop being Is it a, a medium? Switch, like, do you just turn it off? We'll have to ask. Did he deal with the cards now, or did he just go here? You're a granddad's behind. This woman does tarot cards. I think she does palm reading. She does a bit of uh, astrology. So looking at the stars, uh, cool. your, your skin colour. So right. she can see, look at your skin colour, like and like the glow of your skin, not if you're black or white, like the shade of glow of you, like the aura around you. The aura, yeah, 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 yeah. your aura. Um, and then canine clairvoyance. So if you ever lost a pet, then you can talk to your dead dog. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to fucking visit that one when Frank is long gone. Oh, what would he say to you? Born on Sky Sports and Hills. <laughs> <laughs> when you leave the house. <laughs> Where you leave me again, you big fat fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can talk. Huh? Oh. Stop. We dressed uh, Frank up the other day as the Hulk. He's gone as the Hulk this year. <laughs> He's gone as the Hulk. Where's he gone? Does he have like a little Christmas party? Yeah, we have like uh, We bring him around the houses. <laughs> Check that tree. And he just goes, Oh! Do you actually drink or treat your dog? Not really, no. Uh, Did you try it I once? just thought it'd be funny. I was just seen a yoke and done uh, some Marvel costumes for dogs for Halloween and they just had Hulk left. And I was like, he'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like it at all. That's a... Uh, Will we? That's after. Yeah. Will I do a knick-knack? Go on, go on. Do you want it? Who lives with him? We'll do a knick-knack and then uh, I'll just drive off when, on, he, when he comes to the dock. Who does he live with? Just himself. In this one? Yeah. Is it just him? Swear, swear to God. Swear yeah, to God? Yeah. Swear to God, man. Swear to God. Don't put your hold up. People think it's a shooting. Kim part <laughs> two. <laughs> swear to me that's his guy. I swear, swear down. Swear on my life. Swear on your life. Swear, swear on my life. Swear on Marla's life. You're going to drive off, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not. Look. I'm swear not. On, I swear on, 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 me, on me kids' lives. That's Carter's house. He has the door swinging open, so, so I don't never. drive off. Nick, Nick! What's the crack? Oh, yeah. I'm only over a few games of FIFA there. I like it, yeah. 
party. Yeah, yeah, it does be going mad, yeah. Come Co- here, come here, we tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you right? uh, podcast? We're recording a podcast at, at the minute, but we're going to the. There's a woman around the corner from here that's a clairvoyant. She's like a psychic. Oh, I just got to my gaff. Is she on the podcast or is she just... Yeah, well, is she on the podcast? Oh, is she on the podcast or is she just, like, bored? Oh, <laughs> no, she's, <laughs> a guest, she's a guest for Halloween on the podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know, I never heard of her. They no. always keep themselves out, them people, though, don't they? Yeah, you don't really fucking tell. You don't really know, you know. What's her name? Catherine... Catherine Tate. And did you steal the, did you steal the podcast, no? No, no we're just, like, recording now, like, doing a bit, and then... Well, I was supposed to meet her at 10, so I'm just killing time, so we decided to knick-knack on your door. <laughs> I'm fucking... Uh, you were quick to answer. Just want tea or something? I'm going to go to my phones and get coffee. It's really cool. Catch us See like, well, talk to you, man. Hold on your shit and knick-knacks. Yeah. The fucking... He has the bleeding... Uh, Catch it straight away. He has the fucking uh, letterbox sellotaped. <laughs> you went to knick-knack I was you trying to, to pull the letterbox I thought it was a bit stuck and I looked down and it was all sellotape all over it <laughs> you gave her a knock on the window then, and then I was like that <laughs> gone I was just fully expecting some elderly man to open it and he would just be like fucking gone <laughs> I just be, I just, I just went to him do you want that in McDonald's <laughs> I'm just looking around see if anyone wants that in the McDonald's Imagine she was here and just like Joe, I've been expecting you. Yeah. She's she's actually walking to McDonald's. Oh, um Is this for goal out expenses, this McDonald's? Yeah. I'm only joking. Is it? You want expensive. No, we we'll get it. Are we allowed expensive? Yeah. Can we? To yeah, bow our media. Yeah. Just a, a latte and a double cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah, you can expensive. <laughs> You're getting a burger? <laughs> Um, I th- no, I'll just get a latte. Oh, for fuck, you get a burger with me. <laughs> you can get a burger if you want. Get a burger. Get a burger, Joe. Get a double cheese burger. <laughs> right, I'll get a double cheese burger. Yeah, afraid you might bring a spirit home with you. Oh, that's a, a vodka. It's just very that's possible. Good, yeah. Very possible. Yeah, you attach to people. Yeah. Then they be in the kitchen that night going. Because <laughs> the spirits attached to people, and there'd be a lot of spirits attached to her waiting to latch onto somebody else yeah and like then venom yeah so I'll mind the, uh, like, the car no, when like you're venom. in there and then you let me know how you get on you're not oh, coming in coming in you'll be coming in of course you're coming in with us you're producing it from the car are you yeah no he's not of course he's coming in I'm not coming in boy are you, you serious yeah. are you really <laughs> yeah. Jesus I, I don't mess with the occult okay you wanted to do a fucking Ouija board no, 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 I wanted to do, you to do a Ouija board. Oh, I wouldn't have been doing that, though. That's where you draw the line? 100%. You'll do a knick-knack on a poor man's door while he's playing FIFA with his child, but you'll do a Ouija board? Not a poor man, he's... A young lad. <laughs> I'm older than him. There's a double cheeseburger. Nice one, brother. It's always important to have a good meal before uh, you get possessed by the devil. Yeah. I heard that... You can't get possessed by the devil if you eat a double cheeseburger. Before I heard her. eating a double cheeseburger is worse than getting possessed by the devil. I heard there fucking weapons in there. That's a fucking cheeseburger. I'm not doubling that. There's two burgers. There's only one. 
There's two. There's one. Oh, there is one. Oh, yeah, all right. But it's double cheese. You put two slices of cheese on it. <laughs> Haven't had epoxy both double cheese burger in fucking months, man. Joe, is yours correct? I've got two patties. You better have the Kimberly Macados and all the coconut creams on the oh, table. I wouldn't be eating any uh, biscuits in a ghost house. Catherine, a ghost house. Catherine what? Catherine Woods. I have been working as a psychic slash healing practitioner for 36 years. I am based in East Wall, Dublin 3. I was lucky enough to be born with a call on my face, written about in the Bible, the sign of the mystic or the healer. Over the years, I have studied palmistry, astrology. I'm a dream analyst. There you go. That's pretty cool. It's right up your street. Um, I have studied Reiki and Sachem to mastership level. I have studied the tarot extensively, colour therapy, mediumship, etc. Now, I don't know what etc. entails because even the stuff that she mentioned, I don't even understand what it is. I've went to a meeting before and I take comfort in someone saying, you're going to be very successful. Because I went before and he said I was going to be success- successful, but I was, I'm, I'm not. Like... Yeah. So you've went to one before? I went to one before years ago for the crack when I was like 19. Long time ago. Yeah. And, uh I remember she told me I travel overseas with me work. And I was like, I'm a barman. Like, <laughs> Am I going to get a job in a pub in London? <laughs> That's over one sea, it doesn't count. Mm. Oh, Spain, the Canary Islands. <laughs> Am I going to be a, a comp here? I'm going to sell out shows in the Canary Islands down in person, mate, and Rod Stewart. What do you not want to hear? The cries of children. Or the fucking cry, the cry, cry. The one, one thing are very annoying. No, but one thing I don't want to hear is wait for that truck to go. Will we? One thing I don't want to hear is one, two, Freddy's coming for you. I don't think you're gonna hear that. Imagine we did. It's so weird that it's late at night and she's down there. She's probably knackered. She's probably like, I'm not in the humour of talking to dead people. Yeah, she's playing a lot of badminton. Yeah, she's probably bollocks. Probably just like stays up late, you know. She's been doing this 36 years. Some, that's a long time to be doing it. This. Yeah. Do you think that dead people live in her house or do you just call around for chats with the people that she has in? Or do they she like, like calls onto them or something? Summons and summons. Where do they be? Summons, like, is, summons and, where, where are they? I don't know. Probably fucking Aldi or something. It's weird to think that ghosts would. They latch onto people. It just seems like real needy. Like they just follow them around yeah. all the time. Like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. I was really hoping that uh, on the way here. We'd bump into some old man who just went, Don't go! It's gonna be a big mistake! Don't go to the woman! You know, like in the horror films, and like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't go where you think you wanna go! I'm scared. <laughs> Fuck off! What you do that for? <laughs> He's planned that all day. <laughs> gotcha! Are you gonna be throwing these in? No, that's the only one. Yeah, that gave me an odd fright. Did it work? No. Are you pretty frightened? Not at all. I used to live down here as well. Uh, this is where I done the sketch with Jen, the girlfriend's sketch. Oh, right. Drive past the house. So basically, you lived on every road you pass. I've been everywhere, man. I've been How everywhere. How many gaps did you live in, Joe? Uh, what? Like. Two? Three? No, I live. 
Spotify. What's your favourite pastime? Mine's ghost hunting. Who's that? Ask him what he thinks about medium ships. Yeah. Mine's hell. It's a funny hell. Yeah. So scary. Oh, so scary looking. Is it the Halloween decorations? Yeah, it was, yeah. It's back here. On the left. It's there. It's there, is it? It's back here. Hey, how are you doing? Wow. She's just afraid of men. Hey, you. Which is great. No! Stay there. 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 Who's playing the music? What's badminton? That's like a shuttlecock, yeah? Oh, I don't know what the fucking thing's called. Little ball with leaves on it. Yeah. Handcock? Shuttlecock? Shuttlecock. This is Starla, episode 15. Episode 15. The Halloween special. Spooky. And we're joined... By a special guest, Catherine Woods. Hi, how are you? I'm Catherine Woods. I'm a psychic and spiritual healer. And I've been working in this area for about 36 years. Explain just a little bit more what... Yeah, I was lucky enough to be born with the call on my face. And I don't know if any of you read the Bible. In the Bible it says, if you're born as a call bearer, which is a perfect mask that is underneath the amniotic sac. And it's one in, I think, 10 million people are born with it. And if you're born with this, it's written in the Bible. It's the sign of the mystic, the healer. And you have a gift to sort of change the world or make a difference to people so I'm a very strict vegan I'm an animal activist and I've always supported a rescue uh, currently I support the Husky Rescue Ireland and um, I've been working for 36 years basically trying to get people off medication off drugs out of their depressions out of their illness finding out the root of the problem I suppose I'm drawn to the like to the supernatural kind of aspect of it like yeah the supernatural I know, say, I know you say that anyone could learn these skills but like yeah if you are born yeah with the call on your face and yeah if, if that's it just gives you the edge do you yeah. know it gives you like when I go into do say haunted houses and haunted houses are very real like if someone has committed suicide in a house you know I go into houses and people say oh the dog and I say don't I say to people don't tell me anything I don't ask any questions I'm an actual genuine psychic I don't ever ask anyone questions I'd rather be wrong than ask leading questions because if you ask me three questions you could give me a reading tell you an awful now, lot how is your working yeah. life how is your love life how is your health there you are so you have could we, have we said too much we're too easy to read now. We, we, no, 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 no. All I said was I'm, I'm from Fingless. No, that's all you <laughs> said. That's a nice one out the window. But um, it's, it's, you know, if I find it's the people who look the best are usually the ones with the most problems. Yeah. The ones who are all polished and shined up. And yeah. then I start just, I just, I just pick up their aura. I don't stare at people when I'm doing a reading. I have a lovely room upstairs. It's so quiet. And people instantly feel it's even, I'll show you it later, it's nicer than this. And they kind of go, oh, this is nice. It's just a switch off from the world. The healing is an hour long. The reading is half an hour, 40 minutes, as long as it takes. Um, and when you start telling people what you see about their life, there's a great sense of relief. And they know, oh, this is real. Like my husband is having an affair. There is something wrong with my relationship. I am sick. I do have uh, anemia. Mm. And I just tell them what I see and what I feel. And then if they want to ask me questions at the end, we chat about whatever the issues are, you know. And then I would suggest a few healing sessions. Less readings, more healing. Is that to get over the trauma of the experience of 
what, what was happening. Like, yeah, exactly. Oh. Just to try and, you know, I mean, a lot of people, if they're, say, the, the husband or wife's having an affair and they say, oh, you're mad. That's nothing. I'm not doing anything. And they almost persuade the person they're going insane. When the person knows that something is wrong, you feel it in your gut. And then when I say I see deception in your emotional life, in your love life, they kind of go, oh, yeah, she sees it. There's something is going on. And then logically, I say hire a PI and get them followed. And then know and then work with it. I seen on your website that you do a bit of mediumship. A little bit of mediumship. No, I never call myself a medium because the pressure is too much. Because people have lost someone and they want to contact them. That's not how it works. Sometimes when I'm doing healing, I will get a sensation or a smell or I'll hear words. And I'll just say it to the client. And they'll say, oh, that's my granny. That was her. Or when I'm doing a reading sometimes, mostly I would call myself a psychic, which is reading the present and the future. Mm-hmm. and heal a healer because I'm a healing practitioner because when I find when you heal the person they generally don't need readings anymore or mediumship or anything because they find the truth themselves like I tell people how to contact their own spirits by just put the picture up light a candle and say will you come to me in my dream world tonight and once you invite them in they come in certain absolutely relax believe trust Talk to your guides, say, just come into my dream world and let me know you're okay. And they'll come in. It's the this wanting, this need blocks it. That mm. blocks the psychic energy. So would you be better off, like, not to say not interested in that subject, but someone that is a disbeliever in that side of things, would they have a better opportunity to contact someone? They would indeed. If they just relax. Yeah, absolutely. And then you'll find they'll come to them in the dream world and they'll say, oh, I dreamt of my mom or my granny last night and she was happy and you know she looked good and she wasn't stressed anymore. She wasn't sick, you know? Yeah. Do you have like any stories that like from the mediumship that are like you were thrown back a bit, boy, that you got? like crazy energy or yeah i mean i was i was doing a group one night um somewhere on the south side and um there was i had i had done six ladies and i was pretty tired and you see what happens is you go and then someone hears you're there and then they want a reading because the others are happy with their reading so they said could you do a seventh and i said look i'm really tired i'll see if i can i won't take any money um i'll just see how i can get on and this woman walked in and um this woman walked in beside her i was i had a glass of wine I was so relaxed. They'd given me a glass of wine. And I said, look, I'm not going to... This this is no no charge for this. I said, there's no charge for this because I'm too tired. It's not going to be great. She walked in and a woman walked in beside her. And I said, okay, I'm just going to tell you what I see. And this woman walked in behind her. It was in an attic room. It was quite kind of spooky. and um, But I'm not scared because I know how to fix things. I know how to send spirits to the light. I've done exorcisms. I've done everything. Yeah, I don't what? like doing oh, no, them. Yeah, yeah let's go back let's to that. Let's exorcisms. I'll tell you about my first training session with uh, my, my, my Reiki master who taught me, Eric, uh, in a minute. But um, this woman came in and she, she started showing me things. And I saw then a child in a wheelchair. And I said, God, I'm just going to tell you what I see. I said, I see a child in a wheelchair. And this woman behind you, and I, I got a name, I can't remember the name. I said, her name is whatever. I said, she's telling me that your child's going to be okay and she's going to get up and walk. And the woman just had to sit down and she said, oh my God, she said, ask her, can you ask her stuff for me? And I said, I, I'll try. Um, and I asked her some messages for the woman and I could, she, it's like she was telling me, but I couldn't hear her. Mm. I, I don't know how I can explain it. You, you just, you sense it. So I told her everything. And then the woman herself, I told her to go to someone. She told me to go to somebody. The child had a mental block. 
and thought she couldn't walk and they went to a hypnotherapist or something and she rang me six months later and she said my child is walking the woman had told me to tell her the child will walk out of the wheelchair that was one of the strange ones and also when I do wow. blocked houses I've done a lot of houses around Fairview um, and I've done lots of haunted houses and Fairview I've done probably the most and I when I'm in the house and I'm totally relaxed I'll, I'll get names and I got the name it was actually it was a friend of mine and I said there's, there's a couple used to live here but I said there's something is wrong here and I was patting this and she said oh, we bricked up the fireplace oh I said the woman used to sit here on a rocking chair her brother lived the other side the other house I said I get a couple but they're not together and I got the names and then I said the, this woman had a daughter and I said she's trapped in the wall she was trapped in the wall between the two houses. They went and researched it in the library and the names I gave them were the people who lived in those two houses. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That scares me. That makes me yeah, kind of go, yeah, woo, yeah. when I hear my own stories. But yeah. I, I helped them and I sent that spirit to the light and I brought peace to their home and they opened up the fireplace and they bought a lovely old-fashioned little rocking chair and they told me the chair rocks on its own at night. No, and they're I'd happy run. with that. I would run. No. Would be but you see... I think that's the problem, isn't it? That you, that's you, the problem. Fear of it and it's yeah, but not it's, the worst thing to ever... But yeah. you know what they told me? They're, they had two rescue cats. They said, the cat sits on the chair. It's like they're sitting on that woman's knee and they, they sit on the chair and they, that chair just rocks on its own because that woman who lived there was now happy. I said, she's really happy with you people living here and she's happy with the cats, but just that her daughter was trapped in the energy of that wall because they had done something. Because if you have an old house like this and you say extend at the back, you're upsetting souls that lived here that may still be living in the, the root of the root chakra, which is the base of the house. Mm. That's why when people are digging down now, you have to make more space in their yeah. homes and they're digging down and putting in more rooms and, you know, the way the, the renting has gone in Dublin. And when you start disturbing the, the root chakra, ooh, everything starts moving. So things start banging and things start shaking. Like That's just this, Well, poltergeists, yeah. Poltergeists are very dangerous because they can get into children. Into very children, hard like to get them out of a child, yeah. Because children in, are... Like, yeah, physically. in... Because children are innocent. You know, the way children talk to my imaginary friend. Um, yeah, if a poltergeist, if, if you have a poltergeist in your house, you'd contact someone like me who can fix it for you and send them to the light. Whoa. Other ghosts can be, you know, harmless. Like I have the monk who lives up here and he's fine. I sometimes feel him when I'm going up the stairs, but I don't want to see him. So I block him out. Have you seen him? Yeah, I've seen swishes of him. But he's up in the very top attic. <laughs> oh, I want to go up and see him. Because this used to be a monastery. And when I bought this house uh, 28 years ago, I needed a bigger house because I was very busy with my work and my daughter, you know, needed space. And I moved from Ringsend over to here. And uh, the minute I walked into this house, I just felt, oh, this is home. I love it. Just love it. And I found then the history when my daughter started seeing the monk when she was nine years old. And then we researched and we found that I think it was the Capuchin uh, monks lived here. This was their dormitory. Over there was the church across the road and it came around in a circle. And uh, like three, four hundred years ago. So I always felt very safe here. Mm. Like I just feel it always felt like home. And you were saying that like about poltergeists. Um, have you ever had to? You were saying contact yourself or someone like you yeah, to deal with that sort of thing. Have yeah, you had to like, I, be I, called? To yeah, deal? I have. I went out to a house somewhere on the north side. Um, 
I remember he was a builder, nice young guy, nice wife, and they just had a baby and the wife wouldn't go upstairs. There was this awful thing. It was a big, huge house and he'd done um, a big, huge extension. It was a magnificent house, gated entrance. He was from somewhere in inner city and he'd made good. He was a big builder and he rang me and he said, oh, can you come out? And I was so busy, I didn't do my meditation and my research. And my mother came with me and I walked in and this vase just went across the room. I was like, okay back step back get myself prepared i just had i was so busy i didn't prepare what the the, the vase so lifted and went tried yeah tried to your, yeah 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 lifted and just went across the room so anyway i was about an hour and a half in that house and we discovered that it was a disturbed spirit so what i say to people when they've a haunted house i say don't tell me anything i'll tell you what i feel and when i tell them i feel the cold spots there they'll say oh that's where my granddad used to sit and he died in that chair and it's, it's, I'm not saying it's easy. It's healable and it's fixable. And I just, I just connect with the soul of that person and say, look, you're upsetting the people here. I'm going to do a little ritual. I'm going to ask the angels to come and take you in a nice white tunnel and take you to the light. And next thing is, you'll see the energy's all changed. Before I leave the house, people say, I say, feel the difference in the house. Like I go into houses and you go out the back to a utility room and it's freezing in the middle of summer. Like it's mm. the hair is standing up in the back of your neck. So it's not necessarily an evil spirit. No. It's someone that just trapped. Trapped energy that you've disturbed maybe from building or mm. digging or putting on a porch but or, They were you well know, relaxed before all that. They're just happy to live in the energy of the base of the house. Would there be like a definite, very angry Spirit. Oh yeah, like ab- a, oh like yeah. They're that, that they're, wouldn't be nice at all. They wouldn't be nice, and they would be. I mean, where do paedophiles and murderers go and drug barons? You know, okay. don't tell me their souls. They're forgiven. They're not. Yeah. And I think a lot of those people who are deliberately bad or who deliberately set out to murder someone or who to kill someone, I believe their souls roam around like a poltergeist, looking for someone to get into to try and live a life. That's what I think. That's mm. the simplest way Pass I can put it. Yeah, that's the simplest way I can put it. And if you're called in like to somewhere where there was a murder in a house, that's pretty hard work. That's pretty rough now. Mm. But it can be fixed. Everything like can I've, be fixed. You've been called into places like that. Yeah. I've gone into houses where people have said to me, um, I'll say, just, just can, you know, can I come in? And I'll say, just tell me, is it upstairs? And I usually know where it is. And I remember one woman saying to me, are you going upstairs? And I said, well, how can I do my job? Unless they go up to the place where the problem is. Oh, shit, the priest was here last week. He threw holy water up and ran up the road. Do you know there's a, the you know job, there's a trained exorcist priest in every parish in Ireland? Is there? Is there? Yeah. That's we how, tried to get one on the podcast. That's how big the problem is. An episode. Yeah, that's this, what, trained and they don't talk about it and they won't publicise it. But there's a trained exorcist expert, a priest in every parish. In every parish? Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. You think of our history, the 1916 rising, Irish people put off their land, you know, think of the, think of our history, think of Mount Joy Square where our elite, our aristocratic Irish people used to live. Yeah. And the English people, not, not that I blame English people, but in that time, England came in and tried to take us over. And should the priests used to suffocate under the floorboards trying to teach the kids to speak Irish and try to teach them some religion. Mm-hmm. And the amount of, priests and teachers who perished under floorboards in all those big houses around Mountjoy Square. It's huge. Huge. Wow. So when a person dies and their energy remains in a certain area of their It could be they were very happy there. 
Mm. And they, they could be very happy with the new people who've moved in. You know, they could be very happy and they think they want to still be here. But we have to help them to go on to the light. It's just a little How push. How do you think they get stuck? Like, is it just an attachment thing that they want to I think to it's an attachment thing. Or I think they... I mean, I do believe that spirits, people, when they die, they come back to visit us. I've seen angels. I've had messages. I've <clears throat> I have a very funny story. Um, I had a huge colony of wild cats around the corner. There was like up to 200 cats. And the man who um, used to feed them was called John Thomas Lynch. Very intelligent man. But he used to spend all his money on the cats. And he wouldn't get them neutered. So God rest his soul, the day that I was at his funeral, I had three cats in the boot up to get them neutered. It's the only way to stop the cruelty. And I fed them every day and I think there's a four or five left. And I was around there and there was loads of kittens and I got help from other associations. We homed a lot of them down the country. They were going to be outdoor cats, but they were wild cats. So outdoor cats fed, neutered, somewhere to live in a barn, great homes. Got the kittens neutered. There was these two tiny little kittens and one was kind of ginger and one was black and white. And I was saying, I have to get my hands on them now. And I'll probably just bring them in here because at one point I'd eight cats. And I was sitting here one night getting ready to go out. And I had a glass of wine and I was all ready to go out. And I heard, go outside. And I, was, I just said, okay. And I went outside and there was the two little things under my car. And I still question that. I still question that. Yeah. I, was, I was told my daughter and my friends, they were like, oh, well, you hear voices all the time. And I managed to get them into a cage, get them homed, get them trapped, get them to a good home. But I heard, as, as true as I was sitting here on my own, waiting to go meet my friends for dinner, and I heard, go outside. I was like, okay, so I went outside. I'm looking up and around. Next thing I see these little eyes peeking out at me. And I was managed to catch them that night. That's crazy. And he was, it was John. John telling me, go outside and do your job. Catch those cats. That was crazy. <laughs> I had an experience that we talked about before, but I live in a flat. I, I used to live in a flat uh, on the top balcony and I was playing a video game with my brother and I heard a voice saying his name and the two of us were in the room at the same time. So we both heard it. We're in the top balcony and it was a whisper. Right. His name was being whispered, a, a woman's voice saying his name, Jason. Mm. And it was a whisper. And then he looked at me and I looked at him and we shook it off. And then he went back to his game. You're he obviously went, a bit psychic then. But the two of us don't. You're giving me shivers. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps there I now. Know. But it's real. I have done a lot of healing in the, the old Ballybock Flats. You're know, the old Ballybock flats. I've now, yeah, I've done now. a lot of healing in there. I mean, I went into a room where the kids, two kids, wouldn't stay in the room. They were they were seeing all this stuff on the wall. And I had to go back there twice, and um, the, the the dad was freaked, and he oh, I had to I had to sit him down and just do some healing on him. Um, I had to go back there twice to do it. Um, it was the woman had lived there, and she had a little girl, and she sent the little girl who was underage to the shop. She got killed. The child got killed by a car and the woman was still roaming with an empty buggy looking for her child it took me two goes at that to get her to the light but we got her to go she was unhappy she, you know, she didn't realise her child was gone mm. and she was still trying to look for her child in this apartment block where she lived you know a lot of those houses were, a lot of those flats were pretty badly haunted so do you so you think flats can like it, it seems sort of understandable that a there's house can be haunted but a flat. Eerie, uh, so there's the something f- eerie about a flat though like uh, a row of flats in it 
Oh, it's, it's isn't it? Yeah, no, we, but we, we, just on the way one, over. How one like unit can be yeah, haunted, like it just seems weird. Well, a lot of people are not psychic, and a lot of people would say, "Oh, that's nonsense" when they hear a voice, mm. and they, they 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 brush it off so well, they persuade themselves they're not hearing it. Mm. That's a lot of people do that to keep saying. Look, I think Irish <laughs> Irish people are quite psychic, and I would if I hear something, I I nearly answer it, and I I listen. I'm Invoid, saying they're they're telling right. me something is wrong, or I need to listen to something, or you know, I I listen to it. Irish people by nature were very psychic. It's in our history. It's in our folklore. Most of us had a granny who read tea leaves or my granny used to read the fireplace or read the coffee grinds or read the basic um, ordinary deck of cards. You know, that's, that's it's in my family as well, the whole psychic thing. My great aunt was, she used to read the tea leaves and the ordinary deck of cards. And when I was a kid, I used to love her. I was a terrible tomboy. And my mother's from Sligo. And we'd spend our summers there and we'd go down. I'd be out with my uncle Paddy collecting the hay and getting out the bedroom window at night to sneak with him to go over to my great aunt Maggie's. <clears throat> and she was really psychic and she knew the day she was going to die. She said to my uncle one day, um, he said, I'll see you tomorrow now for the shopping. The shopping was once a week and they used to bake their own bread and everything. She said, oh, I won't be here tomorrow. And he, she, he said, where will you be gone? She couldn't walk. She always had dogs in the house. Beautiful woman. She'll be gone up to Martin. And she died in her sleep that night. She saw it in her own cards. Oh, my God. Yeah. God. And nothing comes across ro- that like in cards that can come across yeah, that nothing that wrong with it she just died out, like. yeah she knew she was shall I be gone to Martin and don't worry about me everything is sorted in the will and he went in the next day and she was gone that's what I'd be afraid of now what like doing a card reading and then it's just death do you, but, when, when it's a negative reading do you just not say it and say oh god ah, oh no happy. no 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 you t- you they pay me to tell them the truth like if you if you but if you're <laughs> then like don't me. go honestly <laughs> I'm I, I'm the first one to say to people don't have a reading yeah. have a healing instead but sure anyone can look at their hand and look at the length of their lifeline anyone knows the three basic lines on the hand life love and heart life love and a headline so anyone can look at their 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 headline lifeline goes right down from here down so and you hold your hand like you're like does that mean like yeah you're gonna live a long life i will yeah yeah so you hold your fingers in look as if as if if you're holding a teaspoon of water thumb in thumb in look thumb in yeah and as if you're holding a teaspoon of water and that's when you see the lines perfectly on the hand oh mine's short you can often have a sun or a fate line that takes over, which means at that point in your life, you change direction, destiny, country, location, life. Is mine long? Yeah. 80. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all, it's all connected, like the dreams, the hands. The well, that one's even longer. Why is it different on the left? The Are you right-handed? Yeah. So your left hand is the potential you come in with and your right hand is the major hand is what you do with it. Okay. Not everyone realises their potential. And this is why I get a lot of people between the ages of 40 and 60 very unhappy in their life. And I just say, what did you want to do when you were in school? Go back and do it. Go back and study it and mm. change your life. I think me and Joe made that choice, didn't we? What? Not like last year, just to do what we want to do. In life. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, both. Yeah. Your your auras are very calm. They're not as calm as yours. You're a little bit tense. You, you've got a lot in your mind and you're just a little bit on edge. Yeah. That's Darren Cleary. Um, yeah, you're both kind of, I'm enjoying being here. Yeah. You're just a little bit not in your comfort zone. Well, Darren wanted to stay in the car originally. Okay. <laughs> he was nervous. Okay, well, that's that was a joke maybe, was it? No. It was a joke. 
Okay. But I am, I'm actually sure. picking up just a little bit of I'm not quite in my comfort zone, that you're just a little bit on edge. But you're relaxing as you're, as you're being here. You're kind of, you're coming down a little bit. Mm. When you first came in, you were like this. Your energy, your aura was all spiky. Oh, yeah. I felt so calm coming over. Yeah, even good. sitting here very calm good yeah well it's a very relaxing environment that you yeah there it's is. very it's quiet very nice that's why here. when I said when, I, when you rang me it's really quiet yeah. like it's a very quiet spot yeah that was my tort coffee um, but yeah there is something very nice about being here good um, do you feel that like a nice yeah, I think so, yeah. calm and atmosphere it could be the fire well people um, often say to me that when they meet me and I just do a reading for them that they think that's their first healing they start to feel better and even when you make the appointment for the healing or the reading that you've been putting off for so long and you're, people are afraid when they come to me and I just say relax like I don't, it's okay no one's ever died of shock you know you know what's going on in your life I'm just going to tell you what's going on in your life and I can see them then going oh She's not scary. She doesn't look like a witch. I Mm. kind of calm down, you know. So what I do is actually, you know, it's the the Halloween time of year. Like I would call myself a white witch. You know, I can negate negativity. I can negate evil spells. People come to me with spells on them. People come to me with... um, Like hexes? Yeah, yeah. It's all very real. Yeah, yeah. Black magic is very, very much out there. Voodoo dolls, are they real? Yeah, voodoo dolls, black magic. Yeah, all real. Absolutely. And I can... I'm lucky enough, blessed to have the call that I can reverse that negativity. And what I do is I don't send the curse back to the person who cast it. I send it to the light to be recycled. And I send them healing so they stop doing what they're doing. Like I have clients who went to healers for seven years every week. And I have no problem. I ring them and I tell them what I'm going to do if they when don't they stop. Went, they went to healers for every week, every week for, for seven, seven years. years. Four years, seven years, three years, two for years. For Yeah, and the healer or the psychic, oh, you need to keep coming to me or else something bad's going to happen to you. Money, money. absolutely money. Money. Wow. Yeah, and it's all wrong. Yes, you have to make a living. Yes, you're good at what you do. Yes, you have to pay the bills. You know, as I said, everyone. Yeah. Karma. Yeah, but everyone. uh, What's not real? Are banshees not real? Oh, banshees are real, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in country. In the country, you can hear them squealing when someone's going to die. I was in school, in primary school, and someone came into the school to tell us about banshees around Halloween time when we were primary school. Like, I couldn't sleep. Now, that was wrong to tell kids about it. it. That's wrong. No, that's very wrong. Storytelling, Mm. you know, the kind of way. And it was like harmless storytelling. But I just was like, I don't want to have banshees, man. Scary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard them a few times and my family would be very psychic. They've often heard strange things, you know. Um, It's all very real and it's not that scary. I mean, the banshee is warning you that someone's going to die. Mm. You know, and if you have someone who takes drugs every day, you may have a chance to say to them, maybe it's you, you need to stop taking drugs or smoking yourself to death or eating yourself to death, Mm, you know, might give you a chance to fix something, you know. When you say uh, you send a spirit to the light, what what is the light? Well, the light is what I believe in. I I believe in God. Um, I don't shove it down people's throats, but I believe in God. I don't believe in the the church as an establishment. It's very corrupt. But I believe in God, goodness, light, angels, white light, goddesses, anything that you can look up to to get enlightenment. 
There is a devil. If there wasn't a god, there wouldn't be a devil. So the devils would be the drug barons, the paedophiles, the murderers. And you've done an exorcism. So an exorcism isn't like the films. No, it's very, it's like oh, very it's very scary. When it, I was doing it like my, it's like the films. We're doing a sketch about that. Oh, it's very uh, a scary. sketch on Friday. Yeah. It's very scary. But we want to bless the place because I think we might get. Yeah. Oh, you will. Well, yeah. Surround yourself with a white light. Visualize a big bubble of Michelin man, white light around you. So nothing bad can get in. Um, so when I was doing my first training down the, in Rathouse, um, there was a f- good few of us there. And we were starting to just put our hands on each other. He's teaching us how to put your hands on people and like to talk to people about if like if you have been abused, if you touch someone on their belly, they're going to jump. Yeah. So, you know, you do not touch their belly. So I work mainly on the head and the feet. And I put my hands on this girl and all I can say is her hands turned inwards like claws. Her eyes rolled back, her tongue rolled back and the others were like, oh, God, what's going on? And the man who taught us, the doctor who taught us, was a client of mine for many years. And he said, oh, Catherine will be fine. Then I just, one of the other girls came in. I said, just hold her feet. And when we discussed, it was very scary. It went on for about 15 minutes. And she was kind of convulsing and convulsing and roaring and screaming. And I was just making sure she wasn't going to choke. And um, eventually she calmed down and she was kind of going, ooh, ooh, and this just white thing came out of her mouth. Honestly, it came out of her mouth. It was was a blocked, it was the energy of her mother who had always taught her she was useless and she'd never become anything. And she was, she'd crippled her. And her daughter had arthritis at the age of seven or eight. And the mother had crippled them with arthritis with fear of not being successful. And she went on to be a very successful healer and changed her life very dramatically after that exorcism. You see, it's it's yeah. it's thoughts that afraid? thoughts that I'm I'm like, is that someone in this like is the monk in this room? No, no, okay, no, no. Right, I'm like, he's up, he's up, like he's up in the honest. attic. He he's he's thing. gone to sleep. Yeah. No, you can't Don't control. You that. can't <laughs> control spirits. No, he's he's not a toy. Like people often say to me. People often say to me when I'm out, oh, you know, hi, Catherine, you show, what do you do? Stick your hand. I said, I'll tell you the one thing about yourself. You're very rude. Get your hand out of my face. I'm out. Now, I'm very strict on people. Yeah. And then people who ridicule what I do, I say, go away. Go away. You don't need them. I don't know what you do. I don't care. So go away. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a very, it's, it's an undocumented area. I do get a lot of angry people who come to me that have been ripped off by other people. There are probably four genuine people in the country. And I'm saying that absolutely from my heart. Four genuine people you know? Psychics, healers in the country. Oh, And I know most one? of them. I hope I'm one. I hope, yeah, I hope I won. I hope I won because people um, recommend people to me and... Uh, you know, people often say I I googled you and I looked for somebody and fifty people or twenty people or thirty people gave me your name, mm-hmm. and I had the same clients for like thirty six years. I just wanted to I wanted to ask, um, do the police ask you? I have helped, yeah, very off the record. I couldn't tell you specifics, but I have done it about 20 times. Are you allowed to talk about that? Or is that oh, no, I can just say I have helped about 20 times. And, um, and you've different, different locating bodies and um, kind of um, areas, trying to pinpoint an area if someone's lost, things like that. And has it worked? Yeah. 
Yeah, but Every it's time. very quiet. Yeah. It's something I just do voluntarily. Yeah. But I wouldn't be... <laughs> I wouldn't like to do it every day. Yeah. You know, it's something I do if I'm asked. Mm. As I said, I'm not a commercial person. I don't push myself. I don't claim anything. I don't... Um, I don't... It's I don't. the dogs. It's the dogs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't push myself out there and I don't claim anything. So if someone claims to be able to do something, I'll keep going, you know? Yeah. I am a healing practitioner and my aim is to help people to become be better, be happy and see the light. And a lot of that is diet and not eating animals. You seem very humble and modest in the approach where it's an incredible skill and gift. It's a gift I have. But now I don't take any nonsense from people. Like if someone challenges me, I'll say, you know, do you want a reading or not? There's the door. I don't ask anyone to come to me. I'm a very assertive healer. I don't ask people to come to me. People ring me and make an appointment and I will do my best for them. But, you know, if people mm. do come to challenge me. I haven't had one now in a long time. Um, you know, I have people say, oh, I heard you're very good. I say, I'm actually the best. Yeah. And that completely disarms them. And we go upstairs and you'll see the tears coming and they'll say, oh, I wasn't expecting this. Or, or my sister's coming in with me. No, she's not. I'm going to see you on your own because you never know what's going to come up. Yeah. A lot of people have been abused as a child. They've been neglected. They've been adopted. They don't know who their parents are. They don't want that to come out. And if you see that really deep, heavy stuff, that's a one-on-one consultation. And that's private. And if they want to tell their sister or brother after, that's fine. But I'm not an entertainer. Mm. And that's yeah. what I say to people. Mm. I don't care what you think of me. I'm not an entertainer. Take it or leave it. Do you have to be aware that you're looking for a spirit no. or can you just accidentally say what oh I'm accidentally saying? yeah accidentally or a sensation or a a touch or a smell of someone who's passed over and then you see when people pass over eventually unless they're trapped in a house or trapped in the energy of the house eventually they do go to the light because mm. they want to go to their peace yeah. they want to do their work and maybe come back again you know every My time this was in Trebalgan down in Cork Years ago, at a drafts tournament, he was... A darts tournament? No, drafts. drafts. Oh, right, right, sorry. He was like a champion drafts player. And one day, his friend, who was in the drafts tournament as well, they had a few drinks, but his friend had a sports car. And he wanted to go out for a spin on the sports car. And uh, But your man was locked. Right. And he were driving, and he got to the country roads, and he was going around the country roads, and they were getting smaller and smaller. And then they were in the middle of nowhere but they had a few drinks on them and they were in the middle of nowhere and there was an old woman in the road stopped them stopped them yeah and uh, got in and asked for a lift what and they thought this was really strange she got in the back of the car they drove up for about a mile I'm getting goosebumps my dad used to always tell me drove up the road and then uh, she goes oh you can just drop me off here and she got out of the car and it was still in the middle of nowhere and he were driving for a while and he said, we, we just dropped her off and there's no house, there's no house yeah. around. Like. And then they just, then they realised that they were both sober. She got them to drive till they were sober. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, would she have scared them sober? It, it <laughs> <themselves>. <laughs> such a, like Maybe. A strange, strange. Uh, See. Like, how does that happen? I just. She like, was able to just slow them down and let them drive till they. They sobered up, you know, yeah. to probably save their life. Like a guardian Absol- angel. Yeah, yeah. A guardian angel's will. Yeah, yeah, Do we absolutely. all have a guardian yes. angel? Several. Several, Several. yeah. Are people we, we knew? People, people we knew, people who passed over, people who you loved, 
people who, you know, a lot of people have a special um, affinity with a grandparent or a great aunt or, mm. you know, yeah, they're, they're always around us. Yeah, but we don't ask them to help us enough. We need to ask them more to help us. Well, I mean, yeah, infinitely interesting and I could uh, listen <laughs> to you for another two weeks. Yeah, seriously. So, so and I could talk for another two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks for inviting us into your house. Yeah, it's been uh, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. thank you for asking me to do the podcast. Not at all. And remember one thing, everyone, save the Huskies. Oh, yeah. Rescue save. the Huskies. Rescue. Rescue the dogs. Adopt, never shop. And please support Husky Rescue Ireland. If all your listeners gave one euro. Do you we, have a link? We, yeah, There's a, a, I have all the sheets there. Link, I have so. all the sheets there. Sorry. Uh, it's Husky Rescue Ireland on Facebook. Um, he has so many followers. I always say to people, you think your euro means nothing. Your euro means everything. Mm. All those euros add up. Like when, we, when one of the other girls counts the cash from Grafton Street, it's unbelievable what's in the coinage. Now we get a lot of notes as well. But people are so kind. Everybody, instead of buying silly Christmas presents for people that don't need stuff, put a euro directly we have a forever home fund he currently rents and it's killing him i fundraise for the forever home fund if everyone who listens to this podcast give up the price of one glass of wine which around here is about nine quid (laughs) nine quid in the docklands a glass of wine if everyone gave up a glass of wine or a beer and said there put it into the forever home fund he'd have a place by march yeah yeah every euro counts so please support the husky rescue very well, close to my heart. I'll give you a 20. Will you? I'll take it. I have a tub <laughs> over there. I'll take it. Um, and adopt, never shop. And don't support breeders. Absolutely. This is my opinion. Don't ever support breeders. Yeah. Thanks right. for getting your thanks message across as well. Yeah, um, thanks a important. million. Christmas is around the corner and Christmas. I dread all the rescue centres in January. I yeah. dread it. Yeah. And Husky Rescue has a very strict, uh, stringent home check because we don't want the dog being let down again. We don't want the dog that's been shoved out the back as a garden ornament going and the same thing. So we have very strict home checkers and very few of our dogs come back. Catherine Woods, thanks for stalling it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Cue the Michael Jackson thriller music. Oh, putting clothes on dogs is so wrong like, because they, they just don't like it. Some of them probably do. You can see that the Yorkshire Terrier's gone around with lovely coats on. So uh, we've just left Catherine's house and we're parked up. And um, Joe, I'm wondering, what did you take from that? Oh man, I was freaked out. There was a point in the conversation where I thought I felt like there was someone behind me. And you. Over my shoulder. You questioned her on it. I said it, yeah. You said, um is there someone else in this room? And she said no. But uh, Darren, who was there as well, not DC, Conway, um, it's another DC, Darren Clearly. Um, Darren Conway speaking about himself as a third person, which is a normal <laughs> thing to do. You hurry. Uh, <clears throat> what was it you said in the car? About, she kept looking over to the corner. To she the kept corner. looking over to the corner of the room. But after I asked that question, she never looked over it again. So, she's going to obviously... Uh, Catherine was going to listen to this and she might twig that yeah she did just didn't want to tell us I think she was looking at the monk yeah she said that there was a monk living in the attic and that was kind of mad <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> yeah considering he's locked up yeah I was very interested in the conversations we had there was like when I was going in I think I was expecting not to be more supernatural and spooky and weird but I feel like she's very 
our techniques are very practical. Yeah. And then, like, you had to dig a little deeper yeah. to to discover that she literally talked to ghosts and. Yeah. So I I was going in and I wanted the the wow spook factor mm. for Halloween and stuff, obviously, and um, we got that like in patches, and I was kind of like. I try to lean more you try to lean more into that side of things mm. but uh, there is important factors to Catherine's life what she does for charities and stuff um, which is also good and we found a lot of information we didn't know about her too yeah and just on the like a lot of the work that she does is actually just healing yeah. which is a practical skill like you don't have to be supernatural like she said anyone could learn how to do that yeah. but I don't think anyone could learn how to see ghosts I think that's what she's talking about with the gift of that. Yeah. She but says you have that, Joe. Afterwards, she, she mentioned the gift. She gave her a little mini reading. Do you want to talk about the mini reading? Yeah, sure. She it's, had like observations about everything yeah, in the room. Yeah. So she she gave us a sort of like I said, is there anything you could tell us right now? And she said to Joe, what did she say to you? She said that she can see that I'm a little bit psychic. Mm. I have the gift. And Joe was mad into the dreams, and she told him to keep a dream journal. And she told him to get some cards, tarot reading cards. Angel cards. Angel cards. Angel cards. Sorry, not tarot reading. Angel cards and do your reading for the week. Yeah, predict the week or something. See how yeah. the week is going to go. The new Notre Dame. And then... She, is it Notre, Notre, Dame? Notre, Notre Dame? Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame. You just got your own cathedral. <laughs> Notre yes. Dame. Sorry about that. Je suis une bibliothèque. The, yeah. Um, and she said that... You're in a happy place. I'm in a happy place. That's good to know, isn't it? Congrats, yeah. Darren. Why are you so Cheers, happy? thanks. Yeah, I don't know. Just life in general is pretty booming. Um, good <laughs> things happen. You do well for yourself. You do well for yourself. Right. That's the reading. And she said some awful stuff to Darren. <laughs> Darren clearly. clearly. Out, out of all people. A prickly aura. A spiky... He's a mess. He's a mess. He needs a healing. Yeah. She said he needs need a good healing. going over. Now, obviously... You need an exorcism is what I you need, Darren yeah. Clearly. I definitely felt they're leaving, like, She's like, no, just come back. You, you come back. Mm. The other two are fine, yeah. Joe. You, you're, you're afraid of your gift, but you should use it more. She right. basically said that we didn't need a reading, more or less, didn't she? But like, uh, did she? Or? And I needed emotional exorcism. She definitely wanted you to come back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I part of me thinks that like I spoke less than everyone else in that room because you're the presenters of the podcast. You're doing the interview. I'm just there to help. Along, take things over, but it's but it's your aura, Darren. So I speak less than anyone else, so I seem closed off. No, No, your energy. When you entered the room, you hid in the back. You went straight to the back of the room. You didn't want to even come in. You were saying beforehand you wanted to stay in the car. Yeah, Yeah, that was just. And obviously that was a joke because how could you stay in the car? Because you'd need to fucking record this. Yeah, who's going to record this? But yeah, I quite enjoyed that. I I want to go back to the I the part I thought was really strange was when Joe said out straight is there someone else in the room mm. and she said no because during the interview so the the setup of the room was Darren and Joe on a couch mm. Catherine in an armchair and I was kind of in the middle mm-hmm. and there was another couch to Darren and Joe's right and what would have been Catherine's left and when you were asking questions mm-hmm. she'd glance over at a particular corner like a reassurance of the red couch yeah okay and I noticed that because I was the way the recording was set up you had your mics in front of you you were in control of them and I was in control of Catherine's mic mm-hmm. ah it's because somebody was there and I could feel it because I'm a psychic as well 
Why? Can you, Joe? I could feel it, yeah, I'm telling you, I could feel somebody in the room, there was somebody there. I couldn't, no. But as soon as you asked, is there someone in the room, she did not look, because I, I became aware of it, as the, after the first time, I'm like, okay, that's not just, you know, looking around the room, that's looking at the same place in the Why room. Why do you think Catherine didn't tell repeatedly. us that there was then, if there was, like, you know? Because she doesn't want it to be entertainment, like, what? Yeah. The reason she didn't do a reading was... This is not entertainment. This is healing. This is trying to help people. Yeah. This is private information. This is not, yeah. you know, a, a gag. So maybe she thought that if she'd have said what was in the room, we, we would have got a bit spooked. Or turn it into a joke. Mm. Mm. Walk through what happened. Because the, okay. podcast, the, the listeners won't be able to see it. So. Okay. So we walked into a house and there was at least three or four Huskies, and they were Nikitas. Yeah, Nikita, Nikitas. <laughs> a lot of uh, Nikitas in the hall. Dogs. All right, Darren. One of them loved the licking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lick, licking the hands on me. Um, but I sat down, and there's like, there's dog beds on the ground, like three of them. Yeah. But they're so big, they take up like half the room on the ground. Yeah. Um, and then there was like sort of like Buddha statues and uh, old kind of ornaments. And lots of candles, lots and of candles. the fire like was set right in the middle of everyone, and like you could hear the fire. You know when you like obviously you can hear a fire, but like there was something calming about it. Mm. Um, being in the room, I felt very relaxed in there. There was music. There was music. It was sort of a uh, spiritual. What kind of music was it? it? Was sort of meditative. Meditative, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, incense burning. Incense burning, which I couldn't smell until the very end of it. Mm. I didn't smell it once until the end, and I said, I asked uh, Catherine, I was like, "Does anyone else get that smell of like? Are you? Is there some sort of scent in the room?" And she said, uh, "Oh, it's the incense there, blah blah blah." But I couldn't, I didn't smell that once, other than until we were leaving, yeah. which is a bit weird actually. Now that I think it, uh, probably nothing. But um, <laughs> yeah, just the the atmosphere of a house is very relaxed. If you want, do you want to talk a bit more about what you? It was just kind of calm, and wasn't it? It's, it's yeah. a, like just a decor was kind of. I felt like. Walking into one of them shops in Stevens Green, you know, like Asher or something that has yeah, yeah, just like bits and bobs all everywhere, yeah, yeah. but in not in a a cluttery way. Yeah, it was like, like a, it made sense. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice, calm, relaxing kind of sitting room of ornament, and uh, I think it just added to the the feel of it. Yeah, the feel of the podcast. Calm for you. You got told you have lovely auras. We have lovely artists. You need to sort yourself out, Darren. I have. Would you go to a reading? I wouldn't. I go to a reading. I would now. Yeah. I feel a little oh, bit more comfortable. I there, feel like I'm more um, inclined to go because she wouldn't give us a reading there and then because it's not for entertainment, and I feel like it's more inviting, mm. and it makes me want to go back and get a reading off. Do you think so? You the same? I think I didn't know what to expect when I was going into it, and mm. now I'm a little bit more. Because I thought it was just a bunch of mumbo jumbo sort of, you know, charlatan sort of stuff. Yeah. But it just kind of feels a little bit more practical than. Yeah, it's not like than uh, what I thought it was yeah. going to be. And the fact that she's like, there was no crystal ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it didn't feel like, you know, the way she was saying like, um, people are nine. What was it? Ninety five percent of people are just doing this for money like, and yeah, fake yeah, yeah. and blah blah blah, and they just. Look into it and tell you what you want to hear, because mm. they're good at that. Um, but the, I just think the fact that she wouldn't give us the reading, and like, 
she didn't ask for money. Mm. It was all towards the Huskies, which is like a big kind of red flag to say maybe she, Catherine is the one. Neo. The one uh, is psychic to rule them all. Yeah. Lives down in East Wall. Lives in East Wall and you wouldn't even know it. Now all the spirits are following us home. The monk, oh, up, the monk upstairs, you're going to wake up beside him. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, so if anyone's interested in talking to Catherine Woods, she'd love for you to contact her. Like, she's on Facebook, but if you just Google her, you know, she. I think WhatsApp is the best way of getting her. So uh, her, her number is on the website. Her number is on the website, yeah. And her number is on our Facebook as well. But just Google Catherine Woods Psychic. Catherine Woods website. Yeah, our WhatsApp number is there. Okie dokie, we leave it there, so um, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, comment on the podcast, tell your friends about it, you know, go louds in town. Give it an L rating, give it an L five stars out of five stars. We're getting closer to 200 ratings. Thanks for stalling a happy Halloween. Ooh.